interminable, although Rob and Catherine kept her entertained, describing some of the people coming to the party and giving sketchy, sometimes lurid details of previous escapades at parties and balls over the years. Molly had met Catherine during a holiday on the Great Barrier Reef, and they had kept in touch. On visits to Sydney, Catherine stayed with Molly. Now it was Catherine's turn to host her. Molly had never been to a rural property in northwestern New South Wales or anywhere else in the countryside before this visit. She knew that this property had been part of Catherine's grandfather's much larger holding. Over the years it had been broken up and had gone from raising sheep to become a smaller property where Catherine's father Keith raised stud Murray Grey cattle. He might be a solicitor working in Peel, the nearby regional town, but these cattle were his passion. Molly had been told that while other friends were coming from Sydney and Brisbane for Catherine's 21st, the majority of the guests would be neighbours and friends from school days. Molly was relieved when Catherine pointed out the enormous mailbox with Heather Bray painted on its side and announced that they'd arrived as they turned into a narrow, dusty road. Yet they continued to drive for what seemed ages past fences and dusty paddocks and the occasional head of Keith Morland's prized cattle. Rob glanced in the rear-vision mirror, noting a truck following them, keeping well clear of the plume of orange dust kicked up by the station wagon. "'So, how many are coming tonight?' asked Rob. "'Seems like everyone and their dog from the district.' "'Well, it is Kath's twenty-first, Molly reminded him, "'and she's an only child. "'It's looking like a B&S ball without the ball.' grinned Catherine. I have a sinking feeling the 200 people I asked are all going to turn up. What's B&S? asked Molly. Bachelors and spinsters, meaning anyone who's single and under 30 generally. Oh, I see. Sounds a bit old-fashioned. Who calls themselves a spinster in 1971? It's a term, said Catherine. I'm glad it's not going to rain, she added, looking at the cloudless blue sky. We could do with some follow-up rain, sighed Rob. Spoken like a true farmer, laughed Catherine. Molly leant forward as the house came into view. Several vehicles, muddy and dusty, were already parked close to the big shed behind the gracious white homestead. The house was an old building, with French doors opening onto the long, latticed and colonnaded veranda. A sleep-out with striped canvas blinds ran along one side, and the sandstone steps from the veranda led to a length of well-watered lawn and thick flowering shrubbery. The house had an air of permanence, of solid respectability, of having survived hard seasons, a place where children were born, raised and played. An extension built in the 1960s blended in. The fresh white paint and startling bright aqua pool announced that, although this was a classic building, it was also a modern home. They got out of the station wagon, and Rob reached for Molly's bag as Rosemary, Catherine's mother, came to greet them. Plane must have been on time! Thanks for doing the airport run, Rob. All our vehicles are running about the countryside, either working or on party business. No trouble at all, Mrs. Morland. And welcome to you, Molly. I suppose you're hanging out for a cup of tea. She led the way into the house, followed by Robert and Catherine. I certainly wouldn't say no, sighed Molly. Oh, it's so nice and cool in here. It's a thick walls. Dad says it's like a wine cellar, constant temperature, even in winter, said Catherine. My grandfather built the house of mud bricks. 
Now, I've put you in the little spare room at the back of the house. Rosemary headed down the cool, dark hallway of polished wood, where family photographs were hung next to photos of prize-winning bulls and horses. Oh, I suppose the early arrivals are getting stuck into the beer, said Rob with some longing. Probably, but I've given those fellows a few jobs to do, so I hope they get them finished before getting into the grog, said Rosemary. Make yourself at home, Rob. There's a bed or two left in the sleep-out. I'm OK. I have my swag, thanks, Mrs Morland. At least the weather's holding. It's going to be a lovely night. Perfect for you, Catherine. Rob swung Molly's bag onto the bed and grinned at the girls. There you go. I'll be off then and see if there's anything I can do out where they're setting up. Catherine laughed. <laughs> you do that. See you later. Thanks again for the ride. As she helped Molly hang up her dresses, she whispered, He'll be straight.